We welcome the radio audience to this edition of Shi'ar Jashub, brought to you by Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series preached in our church services by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. The current sermon was delivered on Father's Day 2001, and the topic was an overview of the monarchy in Israel. Pastor discussed the importance of Israel's kings obeying the command of God to have his word always beside their thrones, being careful to observe all the words in the book. Pastor Greg then applied this teaching to the day, showing how important it was for parents to likewise have the scriptures on the throne of their households. Moreover, we as believers have a special father who will correct us even as he corrected Israel. We left off in Hebrews chapter 12, starting at verse 5, which reads, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? God, our good Father, loves us, his children, and his chastening of us is an important part of that love. Now, here is Pastor Greg for the conclusion of the message. What son is there whom a father does not chasten? Every son in this day, in the Lord's day, was, was regulated, was disciplined, was taught by their father. Verse 8, but if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, all believers become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. If you never know the chastening of the Lord, either you're perfect, you're wonderful, or you're not really a son, because if you do things wrong, then God, as our father, what type of father would not discipline his children? Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. We'll see in that day they show respect to parents. Today there's not much respect shown. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father, capital F, of spirits? He who created all spirits, should we not be in subjection to him and live? See, the goal is that we live, that we don't wind up in a second death that we don't wind up in the lake of burning fire. God loves us. He wants us to live with him for all eternity. And if we're his, he doesn't want to let us go off on a road that will lead to spiritual death and eternal death apart from him in a place where there's not light and there's not life and there's not love an eternal spirit made in the image of God who cannot dwell with the Father because they've said no to him. Verse 10, For they indeed, meaning earthly fathers, for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. And we know they're not perfect. But he, he is perfect, he for our profit. Why? 
that we may be partakers of his holiness to make us right. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been what? Been trained by it. You can just endure it and never learn. How many times, Israel, the same thing happens over and over and over again, and suffering comes in, and there's repentance, but they don't learn the eternal lesson as a nation until the end, until there's no other hope, the Bible tells us. But if you're trained by it, if when this punishment comes upon us and it, it's not enjoyable, but if we're trained by it, it's for profit, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. He says, therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Get up. Strengthen yourself. Learn from what you did wrong. Understand why you're being disciplined and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed, that it could be healed, it could be made back whole again. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest you don't have that word correcting you, warning you, as David said, converting the soul, as is said in the Psalms, that you go to the right and the left, that you puff yourself up, that you do what the world has done, he says, learn from it, strengthen yourself, make your paths straight, that what is lame would not be dislocated but healed. Pursue peace with all people, he says in verse 14, and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. This is a very important scripture. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Ultimately, in heaven, we're not going to be able to say, well, Lord, I'm just a sinner. I can't help not being holy. In heaven, everyone will be holy. God will remake these bodies, but by an act of our will, we have to desire him to remake our spirits and souls. Because it says, without which no one will see the Lord. The goal of our salvation, we're not saved by works, we're saved by grace, but the goal is to allow Jesus Christ to change us, looking for the day when we're in the presence of God and longing for holiness. If we long not for holiness in this world, what kingdom do we think we'll enter? What is the kingdom of heaven? It's a kingdom of holiness. What is the presence of God but holiness? Remember David's talking about the secret sin, the unknown sin? They can't be brought before the throne of God. He says, without holiness, no one will see the Lord, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. The root of bitterness, you know, bitter, anger, not holiness, Bitterness comes in and we can fall short 
of God's grace. We can become defiled. We can forget the height in which we are seated with Christ Jesus. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person, people that are troublemakers, he says, pursue peace. Letting bitterness come in, trouble, troublemakers, defiling, fornicators, adulterers, profane people like Esau who look over here, their sight can only see today what's right in front of their face and they can't see eternity. Profane persons like Esau who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. Don't be like that. For you know that afterward when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched, that burned with fire, and to blackness and darkness and tempests and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, so that those who heard it begged that the words should not be spoken to them anymore. You're not coming to Sinai with all that magnificence that scared the people for they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. You come to even a greater mountain, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. We're speaking about eternity. To an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, the spirits of just men made perfect. You've come to this wonderful heaven, this fantastic mountain with holy angels, the living God who judges all, the church, the spirits of just men made perfect. Someday you're going to have to be made perfect. Someday I'm going to have to be made perfect. And we can't just keep doing the same things over and over again. You come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. God chastened Israel. God chastened the kings. And God will chasten us. But the Bible says if we judge ourselves, we will not come under judgment. And if we do wrong and we're chastened, we should accept it as sons and daughters. And rather than staying there crippled, do what's right. Make the path straight. Get the bitterness out. Get the fornication out. Get the troublemaking out. The grumbling out. And do what's right. Because we're called to holiness and without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are our Father, that you love us enough, Lord God, not to allow us to go very far to the right and very far to the left, to go off to darkness and death and destruction, to go and be made into the image of the enemy, and find an eternal home with the enemy apart from you. But Father, you love us. You love us so much that you desire to pour out great joy upon us. 
you have compassion and pity upon us and you desire to give your children good things. But when we go to the left and to the right, you love us enough to discipline us, to wake us up, that we would come back on the straight path, that we would desire holiness with all our hearts, that we would someday enjoy that new Jerusalem, that kingdom of joy and love and light and holiness. We'll see you face to face in your son, Christ Jesus, and you will surround us and be inside of us with your spirit. God, all in all, we praise your holy name. We thank you that you are our Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. We know it is terribly difficult to find the time to write in today's fast-paced world. But if you could find the time to drop us a postcard, your words of encouragement would be a real blessing. Our address is Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And as always, we welcome you to join us at our church service. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. May the Lord's presence overflow in your life as you serve Him.